a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism, Pastor Fleming. And it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys would put mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. Keeping suffering in perspective, this is Table Talk Radio. So we do here. Make sure that you don't uh, think that things are so bad. I mean, you think things are pretty bad, and then you put on an episode of Table Talk or Radio. Like, I guess things aren't that bad. It could be worse, <laughs> especially with today's game. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just looking. I, uh, our listener David sent some more headlines for CNN or Babylon B. So I'm just poking around both of these sites, and it's impossible to tell the difference. That's great. I'm glad I get to be the contested no, in that game then. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 16 different headlines for you to try to tell the difference. All right. So 16. We're going to be playing this for a few hours, so yeah. get, get, get comfortable. Unbelievable. And then preaching to Hollywood. But before that, buzzwords. Buzzwords. Today's buzzwords are brought to you by the Doctrinal Theology of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, available for free at wolfmuller.co. Also... You can buy it if you want a book, but you can download the PDF. This is every guy should have this in their library. I mean, every head of household, every home library should have this book in it. Please pick a page between 1 and 700. Seven. Oh, I wonder if there is a page seven. Wow. Translator's preface. (laughs) You want me to? Oh. You got one in there? Uh, this is interesting. This mentions Ludhart's compendium. Hmm. This is fascinating. I'm Uh, so intrigued right now. Pick another page. (laughs) Okay. 707. No, it's between... 607. Okay, that's what we need. 607. This has to do with the church universal and particular. The church is said to be universal for a double reason. One, with respect to place, and two, with respect to time. Ha! Everywhere and, and every... always. Everywhere and always. The Catholicity of the church. So let's use that. Universal church. Got it. That's a good one. Thank you. I'm glad I picked it. Yeah, well done. All right, so uh, to get to your buzzword, we're going to play a, a little throwback game where I read a verse from the catechism, oh. and you have to guess... Which section it's from? Yeah. Now this is this could be tough because some of these verses are used in multiple places. So I guess Mm -hmm. you just have to predict what Mm -hmm. section I'm looking at when I read a verse that's used in multiple places. Also, I can see about where you are. (laughs) Okay, let's. uh, Uh, This is what it says. It's Ephesians chapter five. Says Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. That could be 
in the third article of the Creed on the Holy Christian Church. It could be in the section on marriage that talks about a so table of duties, Ten Commandments, Sixth Commandment. I could also be in the second article of the Creed about Jesus, but I hope that it's in the fourth chief part concerning baptism. You got it. You got it. Ah. So this is my buzzard for you, baptism. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good luck. You never talk about that. I know. <laughs> what am I losing? But see, here's, here's the great thing. The word baptism just literally means, just from the definition of the word, it means to wash. That's all, that's all it is. But in the, the way the Scripture uses it, it's a particular washing with water when the Word of God is applied. And that's, that's what I love about this particular Ephesians 5 passage. And Paul's, Paul's not even on this section, great section on baptism like he is in like Romans 6 or something like that. He's talking about marriage at the time. It's almost as if when when marriage when when Paul starts talking about something, he gets distracted and starts talking about Christ. Like yeah. you know, when he said, "I preach nothing to you except Christ and crucified," he meant it. You go to Paul like, "Hey, uh, I need some some marriage advice. Let me tell you about marriage. Christ is the groom, and the church is the bride." <laughs> but but this is right. this is how uh, our groom Christ presents his bride, the church, as one who is. Holy, and why is she holy? Because he has washed her with water through the word. And this is, I think, the reason that Ephesians five is such a wonderful description of baptism is because it 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 points us to the word doing this great work, but not yet by itself. In baptism, it's doing it through water, and it's not water by itself that's doing this thing. It is water with the word. So that's baptism. Hmm. It's great. It's just fantastic. Okay, so CNN or Babylon B. I think the point of this game is what is the point of this game? <laughs> I I read a headline and you try to guess if it's CNN or Babylon B, and then we go nuts about how the world is going crazy. <laughs> I know how the game works. I'm just wondering why we play it. <laughs> I don't know. I just even the fact that we can play this game is probably the point. <laughs> This is, this is I mean, just it, crazy. it does have a have a twofold purpose. Number one, it gets to bring a little shame on the on the media who's following their agenda, whatever that is. And then at the same time, it has the purpose of bringing out the the great hilarity of the Babylon Bee, which those guys need to be commended once in a while. <laughs> this guy, I'm sorry, just I'm just reading some of these. Okay, okay, you ready? Ready, ready. Okay. Medical students say the math doctors use to treat patients is racist. <laughs> you know, that, I, I mean, point well made. This is why this game is so funny, because that, that could seriously be real. That could also be a huge parody. Yeah, I, uh, man. Um, is the math racist? Hmm. I'm, I'm going to say this is Babylon B. You're wrong. Oh, dang. <laughs> I can't believe this stuff. Look at this. Medical students say math doctors use to treat patients as racist. Here's the article. When she first learned about race correction, Naomi... How do you say that name? Kinsey was one of five black medical students in her class at the University of Washington. Kinsky remembers the professor talking about an equation doctors use to measure kidney function. The professor said that EGFR equations adjust for several variables, including the patient's age, sex, and race. When it comes to race, doctors have only two options, black or other. 
hand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. One, one for me, none should, for you. Should, can we can we make it a, qu a quick distinction between something that is racist and something that involves race? Um, no, no. <laughs> We, what is our point, by the way, when it comes to race, is that there we are all we are all one family. Now, what's interesting, though, about this article, I suppose, is that there are different kind of there are different health profiles based on ethnicity, mm -hmm. and we can recognize those, right? And but there's a lot of other factors that goes, but there's different, you know. I mean, the the um the way that d different ethnicities react to different what medicines and various profiles things like this that's all this. so that should be i suppose calculated in there but let's not call it i mean if, if we start letting racism get in there that's not going to go well but have you noticed the new racism i mean so so it used to be what what you just said about we're all one family so really your your race doesn't matter um and pertain I mean it matters when you go to the doctor if there are certain illnesses that affect your ethnicity but it doesn't matter when anything else in life <laughs> you know <laughs> and so right. but the new racism says no you have to uh, recognize the race and then treat the oppressed race as uh one who is now getting back um who who now gets to the be the oppressor what do you think about that? I mean, I'm, maybe not I'm those words, it. but <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to know that. But but we, you look, see, we should see all, it's, we the should... answer is no longer, you know, let's let's mm -hmm. let's all be treated the same. It's um, those who have been oppressors need to now be oppressed uh, to to in order for justification to take place. Right. We here here's the Christian way to think about this: is every every single person is created in God's image, fallen, true, but also is. The brother, Jesus is their brother and their savior, and they will be resurrected on the last day. Every single person has that, and that that is the source and cause of their of their dignity and so forth. And that's our joy in this whole thing, that we treat every per person as made in the image of God. And we reject this kind of byproduct of evolutionary nonsense that would see people in different categories we recognize that a human being is a human being right right okay and math is math right math is math <laughs> ready for the next one i'm ready uh, well actually let's uh let's let this break hit us and then we'll we'll come back fresh uh be able to get a new fill up our our coffee cups and be ready to hit i you know i i need to really get my my head in the game here. I, I didn't recognize that as as a CNN. I I thought you're trying to pull the wool of my eyes with some Babylon B. Right people, out of the box. Pe people, people calling math racist. That sounds uh sounds like a parody. I don't know. Babylon B. E. <laughs> it does. Okay, so we're right back. More wait. CNN Just or Babylon wait. B. I don't know. If you're gonna get a single one of these. Oh man. I, I'll flip it's a coin. So I'm gonna go get a coin. This is Dr. Carl Fikencher, professor at Concordia Theological oh, Seminary. Dr. Table Talk Radio is the best radio program ever. Oh, thanks. Okay, I said it. Now we let me go.
I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. I was just watching this countdown on my screen, and I thought, boy, those numbers are sure racist. (laughs) All right, so we're playing the game CNN or Babylon B. This is where Pastor Wolf Miller reads a headline, and I have to determine, I have to guess, I have to just throw up my arms and and offer up my guess whether this is uh, an actual news report from from professional journalists or these are people who write satire for a living and make a joke out of headlines and you you know you think if you explain that game you'd be like that'd be pretty easy to do i mean yeah how hard can it be to determine whether something is satire or real but lo and behold is this game and so thus Table Talk Radio uh, fame. <laughs> so, let's hear the next one. <laughs> okay, you ready? I'm ready. Tony Blair has mullet now, and it's disturbing all of Britain. <laughs> uh, I'll show you the picture in just a minute. All right. Uh, I'm going to guess this is, uh, this is Babylon B. You are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) New former world leaders have their legacy debated as fiercely as Tony Blair. Oh, few. And now it appears the longtime UK prime minister has animated Britons again, debuting an astonishing lockdown haircut that has raised eyebrows far beyond the political landscape. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what to say about that, except for I got you again. (laughs) You know... Can you imagine uh, if if you changed your hairstyle and it made CNN news? Like, <laughs> she's got a mullet, though. I mean, <laughs> the mullet is the way to do it. Are right, you ready for the next one? Yes, ready. Uh, New York Post temporary deletes then edits false story that claimed that Kamala Harris's book was given out in migrant worker welcome kits. You might need to give that to me again. Uh, Here's the main thing. Uh, New York Post published a story that claimed Harris book given out in migrant worker welcome kits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. See, I the problem the problem with this game is that if I told you I've been trying to uh, I'm trying to oh, trying man. to fast from the news. No. Yeah. Just I mean, not not completely, but just just to just to reduce the level of my news consumption, particularly trying to keep it to the end of the day, so I don't just yeah. like walk around all mopey all the time. Yeah. And so so I'm so disconnected from the craziness of the world that uh, I mean, welcome kits for migrants seems <laughs> seems like a joke, but again, that this could happen. I'm gonna man. I think they're all. I think they're all satire. I'm gonna say uh, Babylon B again. You're wrong. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. By the way, fasting from the news is what's called feasting on real life. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> I like here's it. the Bab- here's the Babylon B story. Trump one-ups Kamala by visiting border and handing out copies of Art of the Deal. 
that's the great because that's the picture of him. You remember that? You know what that picture is? No. What they photoshopped with that? That's when um, that church across the street from the White House uh, was. Oh, And he goes right. over there and he holds the Bible like, I love this thing. This is the best book ever. <laughs> and everyone's like, like, who thought that was a good idea? Hey, yeah. why don't you go over there and hold a Bible up? <laughs> Look at this. I, this is not photoshopped. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that's real. That's a real picture. Oh, that's, man. That's pretty funny, though. You, you are... O for three. Oh, oh, I am. Th- I am three for. I gotta o. get okay. my. Gotta get my A game on. Are you ready? No, mm. <laughs> oh, am I? A bad eighty-year-old review of Citizen Kane has been unearthed, making Paddington Two officially a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Again, I I think these are all satire. Okay, I've been wrong the last three times. I'm going to say CNN on this one. You are somehow right. (laughs) Jeez. Unbelievable. The online reviews database Rotten Tomatoes has unearthed the negative 80-year-old write-up of Citizen Kane, stripping the cinematic clash of its perfect score among critics and demoting it below movies including Paddington 2 and The Terminator. Wow. That could not... Paddington 2... Isn't that a cartoon bear? I've never I seen... I, the only of those three movies I've seen is The Terminator, which I didn't like that much. Anyway. So, all right, you got that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm still kind of just baffled by all this. I, I don't know what's going on. This, this, <laughs> this hour is like the Twilight what's, Zone for me. What's happening out there? I don't... Okay, are you ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. Chicken coops for everyone. Rural farming chain is thriving as millennials flee the city. <laughs> that one's believable. That one's pretty believable. Oh um, man! You know, if if it was uh, if it was like pot farms, you want to hear I the would, first line? I would not I'll even give hesitate on this one. Okay. If you're one of the millennials who moved to a rural or suburban area during the pandemic, it's practically a requirement that you pick up a pick up gardening tools at the very least, or maybe even some animal feed and a chicken coop. Okay, that's that's Babylon B. That is not. That is the scene. <laughs> <laughs> who writes this stuff? Oh, Nathaniel man. Meyerson. <clears throat> My gosh. Okay, it's ready for the practically next one? required. Oh, my. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. This is in the travel section. <laughs> Mad Max super yacht concept powered by airplane jet engines. <laughs> That's uh... You want a line on this one? Okay. Uh, rather than dropping in popularity, super yachts have been made more in demand than ever during the global pandemic. But the same can't be said for passenger jet airplanes. <laughs> That's Babylon B. That is not. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> is this real life? Super, this is real life, apparently. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't get enough of this. This is great. Okay, okay, okay. Are you ready? I guess. No, but go ahead. This is a headline. (laughs) 
Quote. <laughs> I'm not a roadblock. Unquote. Says moderate Dem blocking road to social utopia. <laughs> uh, that's CNN. It is CNN. Yeah, that, oh. that doesn't surprise me, actually. I'm not. This <laughs> I'm not. Is that like, it's like perfect Babylon B headline. It is. It was, it was a good pick, but I, I could just, I, I could hear some <laughs> Democrats saying that. <laughs> West Virginia Democrat Senator Joe Manchin insists he's not trying to be a roadblock to Democrat efforts to ram trillions in spending legislation down our throats with GOP support. He simply wants the system to function as designed by the framers. Well, Any what, thoughts what on a, that? You what, probably a, are st- what a concept. <laughs> Wanting to... That's why he's called it... That's why that subhead calls him a moderate dim. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you're not... Listen, if if you're not just passing this stuff with, with disregard for what the framers want, you're a moderate. <laughs> that's pretty According good. According to CNN, I, hey, take it up with CNN. That's not, that's not my words. Okay. Entertainment. Ready? Okay. Here are seven shows that got ratings better than the Oscars. <laughs> That's it? That's the headline? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Here, I'll give you the first line. We know that watching the Oscars is America's favorite pastime, but it was surprisingly eclipsed by several other shows this year. Here's a list of the programs that outperformed the Oscars ratings in 2021. Okay, I'm going to tell you why I know this one is CNN. Okay. Because only CNN would be shocked that shows would outperform the Oscars. (laughs) The rest of us were like, there there was only seven? You're wrong. Oh, Babylon B. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, here's but here. <laughs> Wilford Brimley's diabetes commercial. Arlo Huckleberry's, what is this? Inf- infrared. Infrared trail camera in Arkansas. YouTube live stream of paint drying. TikTok reaction video to YouTube live stream of paint drying. <laughs> Video of someone unboxing the camera that was used to film TikTok reaction to the YouTube live stream of paint drying. <laughs> the return of Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. <laughs> uh, a very informative tutorial video showing you how to repair a Kenmore Series 8 washing machine that's not spinning. Aha. Uh-huh. There you go. Okay. Sorry, you missed it again. <laughs> All right, ready? You, you know, if you would have told me the stories, I may have picked up on the the, uh, the actual shows. I <laughs> might have picked up on it. Although it... it's believable that a live stream of paint driving drying could be more popular <laughs> than the Oscars. That's I believable. Know. I know. All right, we have about thirty seconds here. Op ed. What kids need these days is a good old fashioned world war. Again, boy, you know this. The, the reason this one's tough is that I could definitely see why someone would say that. But <laughs> ah, man, there's so much crazy in the world. I'm gonna say that's CNN. That is Babylon B. I am really bad at this game. Like really bad at this. Or game. the fact that this game is ve- oh man. The problem with kids these days is they're soft, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. All right. (laughs) We're going to take a break and uh, come back. Do you have some more of these? I got three more. Oh, good. And then we're going to do some uh, preaching to Hollywood. This is the pop culture edition of Table Talk Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
big-time hosts. Full-time nonsense. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Get the Around the Word devotions delivered to you in a free daily email. You can sign up for that at whatdoesthismean.org. Click the Devotions button. Hey, me too. I got one so far, so good. Uh, I think I got three more at bats here. So let's see if I can uh, I can come away with uh, twenty five percent or so. I got I found some more. I oh, some more. good. Oh, fantastic. Are you, I'm happy are you, about are you that? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this world that we live in. Okay. Some experts say new CDC guidelines are too cautious. Okay, I'll tell you exactly why this one is Babylon B. Because CNN would never cover a story that would highlight anyone criticizing the CDC. So this is Babylon B. I appreciate your logic. You're wrong. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, new guidelines. You know what they're criticizing? You know what they, uh, fully vaccinated Americans can safely enjoy without a mask some new activities. The agency said that oh, fully vaccinated yeah. people can unmask at small outdoor gatherings or when dining outside with friends from multiple households. Activities the CDC said require unvaccinated people to still wear a mask. My goodness. So if you are dining with <sighs> with friends and you're unvaccinated, you must wear a mask. <laughs> Right. You yeah, I was thinking about making a mask with, with a little slit through in the there. masks. Yeah, a little slit in the mask so you could eat still. I like that. <laughs> Here's the Babylon Beaver. CDC now recommends wearing a seatbelt even when you're outside the car. <laughs> I think I would have picked up on that one. Why didn't you give me that one? <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you the hard ones. Okay, are you ready? Uh-huh. Uh huh. This one is. Uh, um, uh, church unveils stained glass window of Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I cannot believe Here's this. my logic on this one. Oh, man. Uh, All right. My logic on this one is that this is the Babylon Bee because yeah. no one at CNN knows that stained glass windows are a thing in a church. <laughs> You are right. Yeah. You got that one. <laughs> I like it, though. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that one would go right over the Locals are piece. Uh, San Francisco. Locals are applauding after the unveiling of a brand new stained glass window at Gender Justice Cathedral. That's <laughs> Local awesome. Local Episcopal Church. <laughs> Gender Justice. I wonder why they picked an Episcopal Church. The elaborate new window depicts Dr. Anthony Fauci, the new patron saint of virus protection, vaccinations, <laughs> and all science. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty good. Uh, okay, a couple more. Let's uh, roll out a couple more here. Uh, all scientists forced to retire after realizing that the science is now settled. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's that's Babylon B. But the, the, the point, You're right. The point is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Look at them. They're all World. distraught. <laughs> Thousands of scientists around the world are looking for new work after they realize the science is settled and there's no need for them anymore. 
The scientists settled, said climatologist Blor Gnorbid Groben, as he hung his head sadly. I heard it on CNN. <laughs> okay, a couple more real quick. Okay. Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines team up with Antifa for new show, Smasher Upper. <laughs> Babylon B. <laughs> All right, you're coming in hot here. Podiums at next debate to be equipped with life alert buttons. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I think that's Babylon B, but. <laughs> oh. oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, one more. Radioactive residue from bomb tests decades ago are found in honey. CNN. <laughs> that is right. CNN. Clean sweep on the end here. Radioactive residue. How'd you know? What was the giveaway on that one? Uh, there wasn't really a lot of humor in that one. So I figured that by some chance it was actually found. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So I, oh, I started to, I started to get the hang now of it we're all caught up with the news. Oh yeah, thank you. Oh man, <laughs> don't have to watch the news tonight then. Okay, so we're gonna do some uh, preaching to Hollywood. This is where we where we consume some kind of again pop culture, and uh, and talk about it. I think that's all we do, isn't it? Uh, talk about okay, yeah, uh, particularly from a Christian worldview. This is, I think, from your assertion that. Um, uh, what is your assertion on this game? Uh, oh, I remember what it was that we would we would we would uh, consume some kind of a pop culture and then act as if we could talk to that artist or that whomever and be able to uh, uh, articulate the Christian faith. Oh, that's right. So I had to that's kind right. of get so my we'd bearings like on this to a game. Song. Yeah, right. I, do, I remember that. We'd, we'd listen to a song and we'd say, how, if you were talking to this person, how would you diagnose the state of their conscience and respond to it? That's so, right. So know. this little clip yeah. uh, comes to us from Chris. He sent this over to us, and it's uh, Alice Cooper, and he's uh, being interviewed by Greg Laurie. And uh, if I can figure out... Alice Cooper is from the head singer of Alice in Chains, right? And Greg Laurie is the chief singer at the... He's a Calvary Chapel evangelist guy. There you go. So here's a little bit of that interview. I knew Look at Greg Laurie's eye. Or is that Alex Chains? In other words, I knew who Christ oh, was, is, Jesus right. Christ was. And I was denying him yeah. because I was living my own life and I was living my life without him. I knew that there had to either come a point where I either accepted Christ and started living that life, or if I died in this, yeah. I was in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And that's what really motivated me. What does that mean when you say accepted Christ? What does it mean to accept Christ? Well, you know, I don't be accept the fact that he accepted us, yeah, sure. you know. Um, huh. And I just got to a point of saying, I'm tired of this life. Yeah. And I know that this is right. When people say, well, how do you know that? Put that into words. And I go, you can't put that into words. Yeah. It's because God opens your eyes and he says, you know, and it's supernatural. That's right. And... You try to tell that to people, and they go, well, yeah, but so is voodoo, and so is this, and they go, no, you don't understand, and I could never explain it to you. But when when the Lord opens your eyes, and you suddenly realize who you are and who he is, yes. oh, it's a whole different world, yeah. you know. All right, so what do you think about that? Well, that's cool. I wonder what Greg Laurie says about his... 
when he says, "What do you mean accepted Christ?" and uh-huh. the answer is, this is a the- this is an interesting theological thing to. Well, so number one, hey, that's cool that Alice Cooper is a Christian. So God be praised. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's great. Um, and his and it's a surprisingly theological answer that he gives. Yeah, that he says that we don't accept Christ, but we accept that He accepted us. Yeah, and so, I, I think um, what I think one of the things that that we articulate carefully from a Lutheran perspective is this language of conversion, because um, what's rampant around us um, from all sides is uh, man's participation in conversion. And this usually comes out with the language of, you know, if you accept Jesus, uh, then, you know, you're going to heaven or something like that. And our, our uh, insistence in, of that, of that assertion is that no you know we can't be a part of our conversion because our will pre-conversion is completely anti-god so it has to be kind of what alice cooper said there 100 percent god's doing um i think sometimes we become as lutherans at least in kind of moderating that that error we become hypersensitive to the word accept mm-hmm. and so i think there's a, a context in which people say the word accept, but they don't mean it in the active participation sense. And I think we just heard Alice Cooper make that distinction. Yeah. Um, he, he, I think he was trying to say, look, it wasn't that I did anything. It's that God had to do 100% of the work that I, I could, mm-hmm. I could see him. And, and yeah, and that's, I think that's well said, at least, at least the clip we heard is well said. Yeah, and I acknowledge the truth of that, and but not just acknowledge the truth of it, but I also now invest my future in it. Mm-hmm. I hope in it. I think that's the word. I was we were looking at that in the worldwide Bible study this morning. That verse from um, from Ephesians, where Paul says that we are we hope in Him. Uh, how does he say it? Uh, we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And he doesn't say we who were the first to believe in Christ, although he does say that in the next verse. But we are the first to hope in Christ. And so that's this idea that it's not just that, yes, Jesus has accepted me, that now I'm I'm sort of, I'm banking on that uh, for my for my life and salvation. Yeah. So I, I, it, it's an articulation of faith. So faith accepts what the Lord has done. It doesn't. It's not an act of the will, mm-hmm. as if we're doing something to access our own salvation. Right. Right. Um, I think he then I think went on to say after that, though. What did, What did he say after that? He said, um, "How did he say?" Uh, you back it up a little bit. He was. Oh, oh, it's a supernatural. How do you know? He yeah. said. People ask, "How do you know?" And he says, "The supernatural thing, the Holy Spirit." opened your eyes, and then he said, to who you are and to who God is. And that's really interesting, is that conversion is not only understanding God right, but it also is understanding ourself right. Because apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, I think of myself, what, as a good person or as a, a hero of morality or at least someone who could stand on my own two feet in the tribunal of God. But the Holy Spirit comes and takes the mask so that we see ourselves as sinners who deserve God's wrath. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to take one more break. Another segment of Table Talk Radio is still coming up. We're going to maybe round up a uh, conversation on this and another uh, thing to consider for preaching to Hollywood. And uh, I might count, uh, count all the headlines that I missed and try to... 
<sighs> I need I, I need to be on the ball. I need to, I need to be consuming some more CNN so that I can know the craziness going on in the world. I'd recommend more Babylon B. <laughs> That's true. All right, we'll be right back. Table Talk Radio, answering the age-old question. If a radio show is broadcasting and no one listens, does it still make a sound? I'm taking some old Luther stuff, pulling it out of the collections and publishing it. You can download it for free or buy them for five bucks. Find it, the Everyone's Luther, at wolfmuller.co. Click on the books at the top of the page. I wish they had a double mask filter. (laughs) That was an N95. I think it's funny that, well, it's funny that they have that filter in the first place. Uh, It's also funny that you put that filter on with also a beach background. Like, it seems (laughs) like it would be one or the other. Either you got to be in your office or you're wearing your mask or on the beach with no mask. But you got the sunglasses now, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I don't have I'm filters. ready for the last segment. This, this is, is the holiday. This is, this is how boring I am. I don't have filters on my webcam. <laughs> the church, you know, the church paid for the business version of Zoom. Yeah. And that got so you I the filters. The sunglasses. <laughs> that, that, like, well, we wrote a spring. <laughs> That's money well spent. We better spring for the business version so he can have filters. <laughs> it also lets us do it for an hour. Okay, so back to Alice in Chains. Okay. I wonder so, if that... Here's a little bit and more from Alice Cooper. Ready to hear this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to do the Zoom thing. Do, 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 do. My problem is that I go to full screen and then I can do the share screen. Okay. Here we go. Uh, this is the uh, next thing he said. You know, I don't believe that now. You know, I think that there's a moral core that oh, we're missing. Next, next thing we're going for. think, oh, just another religion. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last thing you want is religion in your life. What you want is Christ in your life. That's you don't right. want religion in your life. Yeah. I think people judge Christians by other Christians. Yes. And immediately they think, well, you're Christian, so you can't do any wrong, and you're better than me. And I go, that's just the opposite. Yeah. And when you become Christian, you become very aware of how far away you are. But again, you know, Satan uses that. Yeah. Satan uses that as a weapon. You know, I'm Christian, and I made a mistake. Oh, yeah. well, then you're not really a Christian. Yeah. All right. So well, we're working. What do you think about that part where he's talking about um, people don't want religion in their lives, but you got to have Jesus in your life? I, very quickly, this. You know, this idea that it's a religion and not a relationship. Wait, other way. It's a relationship and not a religion. Is the world, is the evangelical attempt to rightly divide law and gospel? Mm. And so th- this is a... Thanks for taking well, That's what they off. mean. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sure it's breezy over myself. there. That's right. So that, um, so that, that when they say it's a religion, it's not a religion; it's a relationship. What they're saying, it's not about the rules; it's about the person of Christ, which is fair enough. That's just sloppy language mm-hmm. for law and gospel. They're trying to get to law and gospel, and they can't quite. They haven't quite got got there. So because what it, what it that's just, what it says then is the problem is religion when it's not actually reli- the problem. Religion isn't actually the problem. The problem is a law-driven belief system. That's the problem. Right. And, That's right. And if we if we misdiagnose what the problem is, now we're rejecting religion. Well, um, you know, religion 
itself can either be good or bad. A, a religion that preaches the truth is one that we cling to because it's the truth of mm-hmm. God. Um, mm-hmm. And then relationship, um, th- that has its its shortcoming and really driving towards an emotion. Um, I, 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 it's It's still shocking for some people to realize that the Bible doesn't actually tell us to have a relationship with God or with Jesus. Right. Um, so why, why employ the language that the Bible itself doesn't give us? Um, instead, we would want to talk about the promises of God. What, what does he actually mm-hmm. promise of us? And that we would cling to those promises um, as our only hope, as you were saying earlier in the, in the show. Yep. Okay. That's exactly right. So I, we're kind of rushing through it because there's this other uh, song we want to listen to by Blake Shelton. Who doesn't love a little Blake Shelton? You know, you're probably a big, big fan, right? I only know about Blake Shelton from that show, The Voice, <laughs> where Kelly Clarkson makes fun of him. Right. Carrie likes to watch that. You know that The Voice? That they listen to people backwards and then they turn around. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I, I enjoy the um, the the blind editions because the the coaches are jabbing each other trying to get it. But then after that, it's just kind of boring. Uh, But here is a song by Blake Shelton called Bible Verses. This is how it goes. Okay. I never worn a halo. Don't suppose I ever will. As far as saving me goes, it's a battle up a hill. But I keep climbing, trying, fighting. Got a King James in the dresser And I take it out sometimes But Lord knows I ain't measured Up to what's inside And they say that that's okay And I keep praying for the day That I can open up that good book And heaven don't look like it's out of reach When it feels like those apostles are giving me the gospel And not the third degree Mm. I just wanted to read Like Bible verses And not the Bible verses me All right, what do you think about that? That's interesting That's kind of cool. It is. That is very interesting. It's kind of a cool song. That animation is pretty cool, too. Oh, thanks, I did that. I was working on that this morning. For the podcast Glad you you like that. appreciate it. Uh, I wanted to read, like, Bible verses instead of the Bible versus me. Mm -hmm. It's a classic country song pun, which is pretty good, though. (laughs) Uh, I want to hear the gospel. I want the apostles to give me the gospel and not the third degree. So he's acknowledging that he's a sinner. mm -hmm. And now... I want to read the Bible like heaven's not out of reach. It's there's still the you know there's this I got to do it something I got to do and yeah. we got to come with a gospel that says that Christ has done it all. Yeah, maybe Alice Cooper needs to go visit Blake Shelton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, I, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's amazing song. I mean, it's um so so the uh, I, I guess we could say Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton is is singing that he's not where he should be but then he says but i you know keep trying i keep fighting you know all of this 
and uh, and then it, it it makes it gives the impression that the Bible on this side of heaven is just all law. And I'm looking forward to the time I get to go to heaven so the Bible can be gospel now. Um, and I think the thing that we would want to preach to Hollywood in this case, or preach to Oklahoma, as the case may be, um, <laughs> that. Uh, the Bible is gospel for us here and now. <laughs> I mean, right. the, the, the very the very especially. reason that right. we can't reach up to heaven or get there or that uh, we're, that we're not perfect is the reason the apostles gave us the gospel for here. Um, mm-hmm. That we not that we would uh, find in those in the words of the apostles uh, that you just fall short, but that falling short should drive us to the promises that we know that we'll be in heaven because of, of what they said. Mm-hmm. That's right. I wonder how, I wonder how this song captures the affections or the thoughts of the conscience of the listeners. You know what I mean? In other words, like, I wonder if Blake Shelton's fans are like, yeah, that's me. You know what I'm saying? How a lot of the pop songs are kind of tapping into the sentiment of the people who are listening to them, and I wonder how, I wonder how many people have these thoughts. And oh, that's just who. I mean, we normally think, ah, oh, people are outside the church; they're far away from. They're busy. They're enemies of God and His Word. But this is this, you know, this longing to to have the right doctrine for the comfort of my conscience, and we we have that in the Lord's Church. It's we just want to say, hey. You know, Blake, <laughs> mm-hmm. come visit church. Right, right. Um, I, yeah. I, what, one, one of the things that was really striking to me when I first heard the song in the very beginning, where he says, "You know, I'm, I'm, I'm falling short of heaven, but I'm going to keep fighting." You know, that's different than what we hear in the scriptures. Um, think of the, think of the the parable that Jesus tells about the Pharisee and the tax collector, and they both go to the temple to pray, and the the Pharisee saying, "Thank God, I'm not like this sinner." And it doesn't say that the tax collector says, "I'm falling short, but I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to. I'm. 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 I'm a. I'm a poor sinner, but I'm. I'm never going to give up." <laughs> In fact, you would argue the opposite. You'd say that this tax collector's given up. He's just mm-hmm. banging on his chest, saying, "God, be merciful to me." But yet, it's Jesus says the tax collector that goes home justified. And so, mm-hmm. there's something to be said. I mean. Uh, for a person who says, "Look, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm falling short, but I'm at least trying as hard as I can." That's still a self-justification. That's still yeah, a form of right. self-righteousness. It, yeah. It's an acknowledgement that you're a sinner, but as long as you think that your best efforts are going to um, be an appeal before God, you're not yet at that place where the tax collector was. Yep. Yeah, that's we talk about that sometimes the difference between the terrified conscience and the troubled conscience. Mm. So troubled conscience says I know I've done something wrong. Terrified conscience says I know that God is angry mm-hmm. and I can't do anything to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know. So you have to the the law brings us you're right about this. The law brings us to the end of ourselves. And if you're still saying, but I'm trying, I'm working hard, that's not you are not yet at the end of yourself. Right. Now, there. I mean, this is the struggle with thirty seconds left. Is that as Christians in the in 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 the new regenerate life, we do strive, and there, and I can see that there's there's struggle sometimes. But we have to ask this question as a standing before God. You know, try as we might to to live according to what the Lord um, commands of us. At the end of the day, we have to say, "I'm righteous before God only because of what He's done for me." Right. Yeah, we accept 
that he has accepted us as Allison Chainson. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. And we're glad to be part of the Universal Church by the Lord's gift of baptism. Is that, the, how are the points like that? Thanks for listening to this edition of Usually, Table Talk yeah, Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. That Let's headline was from CNN. Listening to Table Talk <laughs> that, that was a CNN <laughs> joke, not a Babylon Bee joke. Loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.